0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Welcome to a brand new week and welcome to fall. How about that? It is, uh, it's now officially fall. Summer's over. Goodbye, summer. We got a lot to uh, talk about on the show today, including today's Monday Mount Rushmore, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, also a beloved horror icon has passed away. So we get that one on the way. We kind of have our Monday uh, planned out. Oh, and the Emmys were last night, too. Let's uh, take turns, go around the room and talk about what we're working on today. Uh, Branded sports. A lot of sports over the weekend, of course, with the NFL. Football action. Uh Sure. Antonio Brown looking for a new team because the Patriots cut him on Friday. But it wasn't about the stuff that we'd already heard about. It was something new New or a new development, right? Because there's a Sports Illustrated article
2: that had some new accusations against him, one of which included an artist who was commissioned to do a a mural of Antonio Brown in his home. The report had uh, unwanted sexual advances from Brown. It had the fact that he didn't pay this artist. And Antonio Brown chose to send some pretty nasty t- uh, text messages last week to this person. The
1: Patriots saw those messages, and they are like, yeah, we're done. But didn't you say that the person that he actually meant to send them to other people but included her on the group text? Well, it was a, you know, there was a
2: group text that was kind of him sending it to his people about hey, look into this person's background. Find some dirt on her. Yeah, find some dirt on this person. And it had pictures of her three kids.
1: That's
2: not good. Uh, And she was on the text. So there you go. Uh, Is Antonio Brown maybe
1: not the brightest uh, bulb? I got a feeling that there's uh, a couple of screws loose upstairs. All right. So the Patriots have uh, released Antonio Brown. Does that mean he's... He's done in the NFL? or He
2: kind of came out and reportedly retired on social media where it's like, hey, I'm done. I misunderstood. I can't believe that any... You know, just that, that whole woe is me, I'm not the problem attitude when it's like, dude, you're clearly the problem.
1: Man. Think about all the machinations that went into getting himself uh, re- released by the Raiders so that he could get his dream gig which is playing for the Patriots mm-hmm. And he went through all that And at the end of it How many games did he end up Actually playing for For the Patriots One One game It was the one game
2: in Miami and He had a decent game And the thing is Apparently the Patriots Were willing to kind of Ride this thing out
1: Had he not sent those Text messages last week Alright uh, Lisa News headlines What do we got coming up In the news today Well, there's about
3: 600,000 travelers that are stranded around the world right now after a British tour operator called Thomas Cook. Well, it collapsed last night. The 178-year-old company, they entered liquidation after talks on a financial rescue failed. So, all of the flights and vacations that were booked... They're canceled. So you have 600,000 travelers all over the world now that are stranded. And the British government, though, at least, is working to bring many of them home to the UK. But uh, there is a lot of people there. Uh,
1: from and this was a 178-year-old company? Yes. So this wasn't some fly-by-night or internet startup? Or,
3: or it's like a budget you know, yeah. uh, tour Site. So no, this is a, it's a this was an older company, but yeah, they say about six hundred thousand travelers all over the world right now are dealing with this, uh, and they're trying to find some way to get back home any way that they can.
1: All right, uh, Joanna's got an eye on entertainment for us. So, Joanna, what are we going to talk about when it comes to uh, entertainment today?
3: Well, many um, fans
4: show. were not f- happy with how Game of Thrones ended, but you know who did enjoy it? The Emmy voters. They ended up winning 12 Emmys altogether this year.
1: Including Best Drama. So, that's mm. Best Drama <laughs> for that final season. You know, with the mm. water bottles and the Starbucks cups yep. and, mm-hmm. and the
2: episode nobody could see.
4: Mm-hmm. Altogether, the show has won
3: 59 Emmys.
2: And the episode, but Dinklage
3: won. There's one did. that is definitely yeah. Deserved. That's something
1: I can get behind. Yeah. All right. Uh, but everything else, it's like, okay, come on, this is terrible. Every Monday we do a Monday morning mashup. So we uh, give out our topic on Thursday or Friday of the previous week and let you know what are going what we're going to do. at you Mount mean Rushmore.
3: Mount, Mount Rushmore. You said mashup.
1: Uh, Mount, You're mixing really up the two now. I'm mashing point. up. <laughs> we do a Monday Mount Rushmore. And uh, so this week's Mount Rushmore is rock guitarist. And uh, you can, we can check the neckline. We'll see if we had any comments. Do we have some comments on Facebook? I know we kind of brought, uh, brought it up toward the end of the show on Friday. I don't know if we had too many uh, comments on Facebook, but you can feel free to do that. So uh, if you had to narrow it down to four names uh, on the rock and roll Mount Rushmore of guitarist. Who would you include in there? If you want to leave a message, uh, the toll-free neckline is available for you 20, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and thats four eight zero five is 844
2: Man, I was thinking about this one over the weekend, and it's tough because... One of the things that you brought up last week was, well, what about guitarists who aren't necessarily known for being in a band, but they're just phenomenal guitarists, like a Gary Hoey or an Ingve Malmsteen, something like that?
1: Steve Vai. Uh, that's
2: more, that yeah, that's I mean, uh, Satriani. Satriani, yeah. I mean, Joe Satriani. Joe yeah. I mean, like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I almost feel like if you let one of those guys in,
1: like, you could almost have those four right there be their own Mount Rushmore, you know? Well, the truth is, whoever we're going to name, no matter how great our Mount Rushmore is, there's bound to be some guy out there who's got a YouTube channel that just shreds, yeah, you know. Or there's going to be like uh, people are going to say, "Oh, you forgot about," and they're going to mention a name that we've never heard of, and the guy probably or girl, for that matter, is probably a phenomenal guitarist. So I'm going to say part of our criteria uh, has to do with the influence notoriety. Right, the influence they had Not only on other guitarists But on rock music as a whole Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would argue In favor of somebody like Jimi Hendrix And less in favor of somebody like That you've never heard of, for instance Right Uh, So, uh, how about Eric Clapton? I mean, he's got to be a strong contender, right? For one yeah. of the greatest rock guitarists of all time.
2: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: But how about if a lot? Of, how about if some people would say, you know, really, his genre was more blues. Like he was more of a blues guitarist. I don't think
2: I would argue that point, or I, I wouldn't argue against it. I, I would agree, and be, just because then it's like, okay, that's one spot we got open. Like,
1: you know, like we're not locking it in. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you've got any suggestions, you could uh, drop us a line over at Facebook. Find Buzz Adams uh, Morning Show on Facebook. And if you expand today's video, which we've got all new cameras for, are they hooked up? Uh, They're they're hooked up, but we're not using them we're, yet. Okay, We still got to get everything set up completely. Ignore the cameras. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we, we do have some cameras going. If you enlarge the video, you'll see a place for comments, so we'll check those out. We'll have solidified and made our final selection for the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We've got until we got a couple hours here, I'm going to say, before we make our final decision. But
2: I think we should always lock this in so that at right before we sign off in Abilene and San Angelo, that's when we narrow down
1: our Mount Mount Rushmore. So that would be 10 o'clock Central Time, nine nine o'clock, or just before. So a quarter till, let's say. You think so? Yeah. Do you want to hear then some then of the, the most
2: ample time to, to make sure that we, we have, we've heard all arguments? You know what I mean? Do you
1: want to hear some of the calls that we've received over the weekend? Oh, yeah. Possibly this morning. We just all we know is we just got them this morning. We're still, is it, is it much more? We have to keep it in And uh, So that would be Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Eddie Van Halen, and God. Uh, David Gilmore That would be be Probably your greatest There you go Okay David Gilmore huh Well (laughs) Chuck Berry I mean that is a strong Strong suggestion I mean do you realize How much Chuck Berry Was ripped off By by all the bands Not only of the 50s and 60s But On through The 70s and the 80s There were a lot of songs That would come out um, That were just basically Reworkings of Chuck Berry songs at the beginning,
4: does he kind of say, like, you got to keep it American?
1: <sighs> I,
2: honestly, it sounded like somebody speaking in tongues. That, that would spaghetti. be tough keeping it American if he's putting uh, David Gilmour in there. Yeah, I think he's from true. England.
1: Yeah, you know, I had not mentioned this, but Chuck Berry. Do you ever read or, or do you know any of the details of, like, Chuck Berry's private life? No. I've seen the video. <laughs> Have you seen the video? It's very disturbing. Chuck Berry was into some very unorthodox stuff <laughs> when it came to making love
2: relations with a woman. To say a lot of it involved um, passing gas.
5: Hey, Buzz. So I'm thinking the four Mountain Rushmore would be Jimi Hendrix, Santana, BB King, and Eric Clapton.
1: Okay.
3: Didn't we say BB King to... Not not necessarily rock. Yeah, y'all vetoed him on Friday from me.
1: Okay, BB King was was a, was great at what he did, which were playing individual blues notes. As far as being like an all around guitarist, though, that was not BB King. I mean, BB King was not a super versatile, but what he did, he did better than anybody, which was playing the blues, like little callback blues notes and stuff. But as far as being just like a the overall package that was not uh BB King. And I love B and this is coming from somebody who I love, love BB King. you have to go Chuck Berry you gotta serve it again. I'm being a server, you gotta go with Dick Dale. You gotta go with Jimi
2: Hendrix, and you gotta go with Eddie Van Halen. There you go. Uh
1: Dick Dale is one of the I names that I had that, not heard he so very,
2: far. He was very, I mean, he was great at what he did. But I don't know if overall influence, and I gotta, would really put him up there.
1: I got to tell you, if you if you pulled out the sheet music or the tab or something to a Dick Dale, you could you could learn it within an hour. I mean, if you were a mm. semi-proficient, like if you were an intermediate guitarist, you could learn to play the Dick Dale stuff pretty quickly. Which is not—I know that sounds like a knock against Dick Dale but it's you didn't have to have a you didn't have to have virtuoso skill to play something by Dick Dale who were the other two the other two were ones we mentioned
3: Jimi Hendrix and
1: Eddie Van Halen oh yeah 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 every everybody who picked up a guitar in the 80s was definitely trying to do the things and usually failing to do the things (laughs) that Eddie Van Halen had done Mm -hmm. on guitar you know, so you think of any guitarist who kind of picked it up after Van Halen was a right. thing and they were definitely emulating um, Eddie Van Halen. I think that is a strong, strong candidate.
2: Yeah, we got a couple of uh Eddie Van Halen votes in the Facebook chat. I think what you know how it was kind of obvious um when we were going with the uh Mount Rushmore last week when we were talking about potheads. <laughs> And there was a couple up there. were like, well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like, Chong, Tommy Chong was going to make it no matter what. You think
1: Eddie Van Halen is
2: in that? In he's, that category? he's getting close, but I would actually say
1: Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I would is say Hendrix. hands down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm willing to say that, and I I've been can let me stew on it for a little bit, but I'm I'm almost there for uh, Chuck Berry, which is not to say like people can play chuck berry but it's just
3: the influence that he
1: made it up that's the thing see like if i were to sit down and try and play van van Halen, it would be a disaster because i just (laughs) I, i can't do it i could play chuck berry but chuck berry did it first and everybody copied him a lot of beach Boys songs are just they should be covers of chuck berry songs some of them uh, all right, so we'll continue to take suggestions. You can leave a message on the neckline. We'll check that a couple more times this morning before we decide on our Mount Rushmore. And uh, the neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. As far as, like, if somebody wants to call in, especially when we get close to the end. You know, if somebody, mm-hmm. say we've got it narrowed down to eight. And, and you want to a yeah, you give a strong Yeah, you want to give a strong defense of why somebody should be on there. Uh, we'll take that.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Today's Monday.
0: Monday.
1: Monday. Today's the first day of fall. Oh. Oh, right. Okay. So
2: that is Ready. what today's alternative yeah. fact quiz is about. There we go. Falling? Number one. No, just fall. Plus, oh, okay. knows a lot autumn, about falling. if you will. Oh, okay. This is true. That would have been right up his alley. He would have gone five for five. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Number one, factor alternative fact. Today is just one is one of just two days a year when the sun rises exactly in the east and sets exactly in the west.
1: I don't know. Is that (laughs) that what it means?
3: (laughs) Solid answer. Somebody help me out. Solid answer.
1: All I know is the other day, I was driving on Thursday, I was driving down Montana Street. And it like at a certain time that sun is like glaring right, right down the road, and like you uh-huh. cannot see what's in front of you.
2: Should I change the name of the quiz to fact, alternative factor? I don't know. <laughs> I think I
1: should get one. I don't know. I'll say fact. Yep.
2: Really? Yes, it's right. it's, the, the, the sun is exactly over the equator. That's what the equinox, equinox means. So, on days like today, it's coming exactly from the east and setting exactly in the west.
1: I, I'm not kidding. Driving down Montana, that sun was so aligned with the street that I didn't... I You couldn't tell what color the light was <laughs> on the stoplight. And you were staring right into
2: the sun, weren't you? Yeah. Well, I had to drive. What was I supposed <laughs> to do? <be? laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Number two, factor alternative fact. England coined the term fall, but they don't use it much anymore.
1: Okay, so there are a couple of parts of that. First of all, we're to believe that England came up with the term fall. And then on top of that, we've got to believe that they don't really use it. That's a lot. So I'm going to say alternative fact.
2: Mm. No really? They did They came up with the term fall Back in the 17th century But now it's mostly an American word Over in Britain They actually use the word autumn Autumn now.
1: autumn. Oh, welcome to autumn I All do right. feel like if I referred to fall as autumn I would be Like I was trying to be kind of fancy dancy <laughs> You know what I mean Yeah
2: Fancy dancy Alright here we go Number three Fact or alternative fact Fall Or autumn Is the shortest of the four seasons
1: Well, let's see if it's getting started today. It's late September, October, November, and then winter begins in December. Uh, Summer started back in June, July, August, September. I'm gonna say that summer and fall are both uh, pretty short. Uh, But I'm gonna say alternative fact just because we haven't had an alternative fact yet.
2: <laughs>
6: cool.
3: Yeah. Uh, good there. So in the northern hemisphere,
2: winter is the shortest at just eighty-nine days, then fall at ninety days, spring coming in next at ninety-three, and summer is your longest season. At ninety four, of course, down in the southern hemisphere, you flip flop that because their seasons
1: are the opposite. But it's all like within a week; like n- no, nothing is a month longer. Yeah, It's just, no. so, it's just winter can seem really long yep. depending mm-hmm. on where you are. If you're in a winter, oh yeah, more of a winter place. Winter. Now shortest
2: shortest was winter at eighty nine days. The longest was summer at ninety four. So you're talking a five day difference there. Okay. All right, it's two for three. Here's number four: fact or alternative fact. No movie with autumn in the title, has ever won an Oscar?
1: No movie with Autumn in the title has ever won an Oscar. Uh, no, the, the Lion in Autumn won with Peter O'Toole. No, oh, that was Lion in Winter, my bad. <laughs> 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 Joanna, what do you think?
4: I can't even think of movies that have Autumn in the title.
1: Uh, the Hunt for Red
6: Autumn.
4: <laughs> that would be October. Oh,
1: is that October? <laughs> My bad. Um, I can't think of one, but I'm I'm going to go out and say that that is uh, a fact nonetheless. I'm going to say it's a fact. Do you want me to reread the
2: question, yeah, Tim? Yeah, I think so. No movie with autumn in the title has ever won an
1: Oscar. Oh, in that case, I'm going to say alternative fact. Okay.
6: <laughs>
2: Dude, <laughs> oh, what a dick move. <laughs>
1: What a deep! I wanted bang. to make
2: sure that you, because what you were saying is that you thought that a movie with autumn in the title had one, and it hasn't. But the other three seasons have. Uh, you got
1: one of them, 1968's "The Lion in Winter." The Lion in Winter. I mentioned that one. Uh, a <laughs> hundred days of summer.
6: Nope. got <laughs>
1: yeah, 1960s. Uh, summer Place. Uh, no, nope. was it a summer place? You've okay. got
2: 1960s "The Virgin Spring." What you've, the hell is that? You've got 1971's like a, Summer of '42, and then in 1995 you did have a movie win, but it wasn't the term Autumn; it was Legends of the Fall.
3: Oh, that fall. won an Oscar.
2: Legends of the Fall won best best picture. Oscar. No, it's just an Oscar.
3: No, won an Oscar. Oh, yeah, it's not I best thought
2: picture. we were talking about best picture. No. Okay. It's just an Oscar. All right, here we go. This one's Anywhere. all, uh, this one's basically for pride at this point. Number five Fact or alternative fact In Greek mythology, autumn was caused by someone being kidnapped.
1: Oh my uh, yes, yes Persephone. Persephone was kidnapped by Hades. Nice. And taken to the underworld, and he would only allow her to go visit her mother like half of the year. So the other half of the year is when Persephone was gone. Mm-hmm. That is so correct. Fact, and yeah, I think I should right. get extra for being. No.
3: What?
1: I had so many extra facts about that last one. I think it should be counted as a win.
2: No, but I do have an extra factor alternative fact quiz if you want to take another one in a couple of hours.
1: Ooh. Oh, hey. Give
2: you a little redemption. Well, you have here. a
1: whole other quiz of, of fall facts? Mm hmm. Ooh, yeah, let's do sure. it. Sure. If you would like to. Okay.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: All right, let's take a look at the Emmys. I I presume none, none of you watched any of the enemy, Emmys, right? Nope. I That's I a watched little bit of the red carpet. 90 Day Carp. Fiancé, baby! Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Caesar. Is Caesar. Caesar still on the show, even though it seems like his storyline has kind of ended on oh. 90 Day Fiancé? Oh, it only ends when
2: Caesar is no longer in love with this woman, because he's talking about he's going to save up his money and fly to the Ukraine
1: now.
4: Oh, no, no, Caesar. <laughs>
1: So it turned out after like three years of him sending tens of thousands of dollars 40, to $40,000. 40000 $40, yeah. Are you now hooked on, First or of all, are you only hooked no. on us talking about
3: it? I'm hooked on you guys talking about it. Oh. I went to the tattoo shop the other day, and my friend John's talking to me, and he's getting a haircut and he tells can I please tell you about this show I'm obsessed with? I go, please tell me. And he goes, okay, it's called, it's really, really stupid. Like, it's such a chick show. Yeah. Like, I'm so embarrassed as a man to be watching this. It's called 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah. <laughs> you like, get over the
1: embarrassment. As a man, you get over it after <laughs> yeah. a while and you just like, embrace it. It's like, hey, I enjoy it, so it's what? there for the
2: first couple of episodes, but you're like, you know what? It's perfectly
3: no, fine. No, he's binging the old season, so he doesn't even know about oh, Caesar. Yet. No. And I was like, how obsessed are you with Caesar? He goes, who the hell is yeah. Caesar? I'm like, oh, just wait, just so wait. Caesar, so he's get-
2: probably like, like, just meeting Paul and Carini.
3: He's all, there's this one white chick that this guy keeps calling her fat and I was like oh yeah yeah I remember that and that's the-
2: Angela and Michael <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, and they're, they're on the new season now too they were on the show that was on last night <gasps> oh boy <gasps> they're still there but yeah there. Caesar buddy
3: I'm just really excited I have so, another friend to
1: talk about it with now. There's this. there's this you know imagine how much you'd enjoy it if you watched the show.
3: <laughs> no, you guys I Think do. she enjoys it better this way. I do. I enjoy hearing you guys gossiping. So, it's like we're at a nail salon and you're, let me tell you about my show last night. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you.
2: One of the reasons I'm I'm dragging ass so much this morning is cuz last night the wife decided to play let's take a shot every time si- every time Darcy cries.
3: Oh. Yeah. oh.
6: All
2: right. This is great. So much tequila last night.
3: <laughs> Why would I need to watch it when you guys are clearly oh. going to keep me informed with what's going on? And it's way better when you tell me.
1: I don't know. I think it's way better when you watch it, like when you see the, the train wreck that is Darcy's <laughs> <Steve>. Oh, man.
3: <laughs>
4: That's great.
1: This is my favorite. Okay, so fans and critics were not kind to the final season of Game of Thrones. because it sucked. Oh. But whoever votes on the Emmys, the Emmy voters dug it because the show picked up two of the prestigious awards last night, best drama and best supporting actor for Peter Dinklage.
3: See, but Peter Dinklage was great in that season. It, like, you could have given him a pile of poop and he just would make it into a beautiful piece of gold.
1: There were some things I hated about the final season of Game of Thrones but I don't think it necessarily what everybody else hated. Like, you know, the whole, the way that John and Denarius ended up... I'm trying not to give away spoilers, but... You can give away spoilers. I was okay it's with It's been that. long enough. It was terrible. Uh, it won 10 trophies at the Creative Arts Emmys last week. So those are the Emmys that nobody cares enough about to watch on TV for a total of you know what
3: You know what, though? Those are the Emmys that it deserved. Those are really the Emmys because that's where you're talking about best cinematography so the actual shooting and you have to think especially like that scene with Danny when she walks out and you just see Drogon's wings open up behind her and the music that stuff was so great oh. Yes, the the music director he was fabulous. So the the creative arts Emmys are the really the categories I think that Game of Thrones did very well on. Um, whoever's in charge of editing did not deserve that award because we still saw that Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm. And, and there was one
1: episode where it was so dark you could not see what was happening, yeah. and it was like the big showdown with the with the White Walkers.
3: And that was the, the, apparently that was the director's choice. He was the one who really pushed for that. Yeah, so. I didn't care for it. Yeah. I, I don't think they deserve I, that. I'm
1: gonna have to find out what this Amazon series Fleabag is oh, all about. Oh, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Because it won best comedy, and the star slash creator Phoebe Waller Bridge won best actress at a comedy. That they're calling that an upset because Julia Louis Dreyfus was nominated for the final season of Veep. And they, and it's usually if it's a final season. That will kind of tip the scales. It could
2: in it's favor like of that points. person. It was kind of like when uh, Lord of the Rings finally won an Oscar. Uh, so, See, but
3: that doesn't always mean it. Because look at Amelia uh, Clark did not win for Daenerys Targaryen for Game of Thrones, and people were kind of shocked by that. Does
1: anybody know anything about Fleabag? Like what it's about?
3: No, fleas in a bag. Um,
1: Amazon also scored big with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Alex Borstein and Tony Shalhoub oh, won Best Supporting Actress and Actor. That guy's that award
2: machine, man. Remember when Monk was Monk. on? That thing won every year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, in the Facebook chat, Biani says, Dang it, guys, I have to stop listening because I'm barely starting the first season. Uh, newsflash, you, you don't need to watch Game of Thrones. It's perfectly okay.
1: Oh, she was referring to... I thought she was talking about... Uh, 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) I thought that too.
2: I was assuming Game of Thrones. I mean, if it's 90 Day Fiance, then yeah, turn it off because we're going to talk about it. uh, Deezer! What
1: are you doing? Here are some of the shows that were shut out including Veep, This Is Us, The Big Bang Theory, Better Call Saul, and House of Cards.
2: See, it's kind of interesting that Big Bang Theory didn't win anything because with it being its last
1: season as well, you kind of would have thought that they'd toss him a bone, yeah. Has that show done well with critics? Well, once again, it's not critics. It's whoever votes on that.
2: Big Bang Theory?
4: Oh, yeah. They would win a lot. for Uh, like Um,
1: What's his
2: face? Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, he would win quite frequently,
1: I believe, for Best Supporting Actor. Best Actor in a Drama Series was Billy Porter for Pose.
3: Yes.
1: yes. Okay, let me know if you know anything about these shows.
3: Oh, no. We're to, Billy Porter, he is now the That's first crazy. openly gay man to win that award. Uh, he's also the great man who wore a dress oh, really? last time. Yes.
1: A gay dude doing good in Hollywood, you don't say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he's the first uh, openly gay man to win that award, so a lot of people were uh, really celebrating right. that
1: just chime in if it's a show that you know about or or have watched Uh, best actress in a drama series Jodie Comer for Killing Eve
3: I haven't watched that but my roommate is a big fan of it I hear such good things about it
1: yeah best supporting actor in a drama series Peter Dinklage Game of Thrones there you go Uh, best supporting actress in a drama series Julia Garner for Ozark
6: Never
2: Which seen one is
1: show. Ozark's great? Is that is the that one with, uh, Jason Bateman? with Jason? With Jason Bateman. Bateman, it's a great show. Best well, comedy. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. She she does great in that show.
1: Best comedy series was Fleabag on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Best actor in a comedy series: Bill Hader in Barry. Yeah, I think he is just about to break out as a major major star. I like, love mm-hmm, him. You know, like a comedic but can also sometimes Drama. be a serious actor. No,
4: but he was great in it. Ah, oh, he was so good in that.
1: Well, that was a, that was kind of a comical kind character. Of, also, you know what I mean? Kind of like a Robin Williams, like that level a dark of dark comedy fame, too. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Best Limited Series Went to Chernobyl on HBO. Remember they uh the Hollywood Reporter article that we once said mm-hmm. that uh um
4: When They See Us. When
1: They See Us would win Best Limited Series. Um, Best TV Movie went to Bandersnatch, which is an episode of Black Mirror. Hmm. That was the one where you get to choose your own adventure.
4: Did we really get to choose, though?
1: No, because it kind of forced you. It kind
4: of forced you at one point to choose a direction.
1: Also, you're punished if you make the reasonable choice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, We've got... uh, I'm, I'm going to go through some of these. I'm not interested in all them. Best reality show, or best reality host, rather, was RuPaul yes! for RuPaul's Drag Race. That show has won awards, Has RuPaul too. aged at
3: all? No. No. Not the that makeup, you could tell. The makeup keeps him young.
1: Best unstructured reality program, United Shades of America with W. Kamau Bell. Hmm. I don't know how that's unstructured, because... It's like him going out and interviewing people and okay. about a different topic and a different place and
2: mm. You know what's unstructured?
1: Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> best reality competition program, that went to RuPaul's drag race. Yes. Uh Best Variety Talk Series went to last week tonight with John Oliver. Best Variety sketch series, Saturday Night Live won that. Hmm.
3: Huh. Who else is in that yeah, category? Who else was there?
1: I don't know but I think Saturday Night Live has been pretty solid the past few seasons uh, I'm back into watching Are they kind it of regularly. in the middle of
2: one of those um, kind of cast transitions where a lot of the cast they've been there for a few years and now they're bringing in a bunch of uh, young talent if you will
1: Well I think it's a it's an evolving process they got a lot of veterans on there that are great like Kate McKinnon
2: Ooh. And did uh, you was, was the category you just said the oh variety sketch series? Variety so I have it here. Sketch series.
3: I, okay. I think I have one. Someone in here that might be a contender for you instead. Who was America?
1: Yeah, was up for this award. Was that the Borat one? Yeah, yeah. The,
3: Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen that one. seems like that oh, came Laura. out
1: more than a year ago.
3: That no, Inf- it's, it this one it include documentary now with Lauren Michaels. hmm um, at, at home with history. At home with Amy Sedaris. Drunk History and I Love You America with Sarah Silverman.
1: Uh, Best pre-recorded variety special went to Carpool Karaoke when Corden met McCartney live from Liverpool. And if you haven't seen that on (laughs) YouTube, you can find it. But it's basically them driving around Liverpool and showing up at a bunch of kind of like holy spots for Beatles fans. Like Paul McCartney's Childhood Home, which is a museum, and they just pop in. And the museum curators are so thrilled to see Paul McCartney, and he's given a tour of his childhood home, and they eventually end up in a bar where there are just some you know, people drinking, not knowing anything's going to go on. The next thing you know- and Conor
2: McGregor shows up and starts
1: punching people no, in the face. No, there's no <laughs> Conor McGregor, but uh, James Corden puts uh, money in a jukebox, and then these the walls open up, uh-huh. and there's Paul McCartney and his band, oh, and they cool. start playing a bunch of Beatles songs oh, for all it. the crowd, and everybody's super excited. So, I, I'm watch yeah, that. yeah, you can find the whole thing on YouTube. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got much more ahead. We'll find out how Alien Stock went down. Also, uh, crowded parking lot. Guess what? Are you the type of person that drives around till you find a good spot, or do you just park at the first one, even if it's a long way away? Science now says there's actually a preference. There's, one of them is better than the other, so whether you grab the first spot or drive around looking for the best one, science has said one of those is better than the other. And we'll talk about that coming up and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: All right, we're still working up our Monday Mount Rushmore, and this week is the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarist. And it's going to be difficult to whittle it down to just four. Definitely difficult, but so far the calls we've gotten and some of the messages we've gotten over on uh, Facebook have have argued well for, you know, like influence, like what influence the guitarist did. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to creativity. Keep running tally like is just impossible. And uh, when you're at a crowded parking lot, do you drive around looking for a good spot or you just park in the first one that you find? Uh, because there's a study out that says that one of the two is definitely better than the other. So we'll talk about that coming up here in just a few seconds. There are a couple of famous uh, people who passed away. I don't say celebrities because I don't know if you consider like a rich hotel uh well, ironically, he's a hotel baron and his name is Baron. Baron Hilton uh, passed away. Is that Paris Hilton's like grandfather or something?
3: Yes. Okay. He is the patriarch of the uh, Hilton family and the hotel magnate died of natural causes at the age of 91 on Thursday in his Los Angeles home according to the Hilton family. He left about 97% of his estate to the Conrad and Hilton Foundation which expects to grow and its endowment now from
1: $2.9 billion to $6.3 billion. Now who is Conrad Hilton? That was, was that dad, his believe. father? Mm-hmm. So the guy who really started Hilton is his father?
3: Which one's the one that is uh, from? I think New Mexico or West Texas.
1: I know that some of the very first Hilton hotels were around this area. Well, the very first con- one was in I be- Albuquerque. I believe it's Conrad.
3: Yeah, Albuquerque was the very first Hilton hotel, and so uh, yeah, I think Barry it was, was
2: b- apparently born in Dallas.
3: So Conrad's the one that opened the
2: um, Albuquerque. Um, yeah, he was. It's. He, they have him born San Antonio slash New Mexico territory. So maybe it's not really known where he was born, but
1: he probably grew up there.
3: Yeah, Hotel Andaluz in Albuquerque was the first uh, hotel. Well, it had Heltons. to
1: be somebody older than Barry because he passed away. He was ninety one, and the one hotel down downtown that they say is one of the very first Hilton mm-hmm. properties is over 100 years old. So.
3: Yeah, in New Mexico, uh, yes, the Hotel Andalus is the very is the historic landmark and also um, the first Hilton hotel, apparently.
1: Brandon, I know you were reading about uh, the other celebrity who passed away. Do you want to eulogize Sid Haig, who we found out has uh, passed away?
2: Yeah, man, if you don't know uh, Sid Haig just by name, you probably know Captain Spaulding. From Rob Zombie's movies He passed away at the age of 80 He took a nasty spill About a week ago He was uh, in the ICU And the reports were that he was doing well And he was recovering But apparently those were A little bit premature And unfortunately we uh, lost him How old was On Sid? Saturday he was 80 Okay So I say what we all need to do Is go get
1: House of a Thousand Corpses Devil's Rejects And get some Tootie Bleep and Fruity Yeah You'll see him pop up. I mean, he had been acting, although he never really became super famous. I think his most famous role is Captain Spaulding. Oh, yeah. But there was a James Bond movie I was watching, and I was like, holy crap, is that Sid Haig? And I went and looked it up on IMDb, and sure enough, it is. Diamonds Diamonds are are forever. forever. Yeah, he was one of the henchmen. And I didn't know until you, you brought it to my attention. He was in George Lucas's very first movie. THX 1138. I believe that was George's um, student Stud- Yeah, like his student uh, graduate project was this one called THX whatever the hell it was and. Sid Haig was in it which is how you got
2: THX in like the sound system you know you got the little robot coming out and he turns the little cow thing over
1: alright so the, the next in that series is coming out soon I know that I've seen the previews a couple out. of times what's the latest one called uh, 3 from Hell it's already out really when did it mm-hmm. come out? A very limited release. Uh, when, about a when it, when week
3: ago, out. maybe two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, but it'll get a wider release eventually. No, it was released no. September 16th, and
1: that's where it is. Where, it's, where it is?
3: I was going to say, because it, it's released out here. I think it did get a wide
1: release. Is it showing already?
3: Yeah, it's already, it's already oh. in our area.
1: Okay, well, I better go see it.
2: Well, that was the thing. Like, um, Rob Zombie was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I think it was last week, to promote the movie, and they were talking about this one being released, and he even said, he goes, this one's not... A massive release where you're going to show up to a theater and it's on four different theaters because it's very actually very limited in comparison to most movie releases.
1: Yeah, but his other, I mean, uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses got a a, you know, a regular size release, and so House of a Thousand Corpses did not get a regular. Well, size Devil's release. Rejects then Devil's Rejects did. did. House of a Thousand Corpses was
2: in the works for about three to four years, and it almost didn't get released until I believe Lionsgate came in and got the rights to it to finally release it because Universal told him no. Like, they, they, they screened it, and he said that uh, one of the executives told him, hey, we need to meet tomorrow. And that's when Rob was like, oh, crap, where's this thing going? Yeah. So the next day, he met with the executive, and they're like, we're not releasing this movie. You know, I'm sorry. So
1: it sat on the shelf for like two years. Uh, alien stock went down, and there was one arrest. There, technically, there might have been two arrests, but according to the report... Uh, From alien stock. Out of the two million people that RSVP'd, about a hundred people showed up to the actual site. Mm -hmm. And no one made it inside. One woman was detained for a very brief period on Friday when she, it says here, put her foot under the barrier of the gate. Yeah, (laughs) But they let her go. Good lord. So there's a gate. Hey, you're not supposed to cross here. She put her foot under there. <laughs> <laughs> no, they Tolerant arrested thing. her for that. There was, about... One guy was arrested after he urinated, and they popped him for an indecent exposure after he peed somewhere near the gate.
3: How about the two businesses that are now on the hook financially because of this?
1: Who's on the hook?
3: Okay, so there was two alien-themed events near Area 51 that happened, and they're expecting the tens of thousands of people to show up only a fraction showed up and now there's two businesses that are financially having to pay for it. In Rachel, about 3,000 people attended Alien Stock. Uh, the event organizer says the event was, uh, wasn't was a bust. It was a great experience but the event organizer Connie West says she lost a lot of money. She says she mortgaged her house Oops. and took a loan out against her family's business to put on that festival. Uh, so she's going to have to try and figure out how to work that one out. And then in another area the area 51 base camp near alien research center uh, the attendance really missed the mark even with dj paul oakenfold gonna be there headlining the first night of the concert was Ten- attendance was so low that organizers canceled the second day of musical acts yes yeah, some of the vendors said there was a confusion over the cancellation notice and that may have impacted business and attendance And so they're having uh, both of those businesses uh, having to basically deal with not a lot of people actually showing up to storm Area 51.
1: As I mentioned, they did a study, uh, and they came up with one method being better than the other when it comes to looking for a parking spot. So when you pull into a parking lot, what is your strategy? New study found that there are basically three approaches people take, and here they are. Uh, Number one is people who drive right up to where they're going, hoping they'll find an amazing spot right in front. The second category is people who do the opposite and just grab the first spot they see, no matter how far away it is, and walk. And number three are people who split the difference. They might not grab a terrible spot at the back of the parking lot, but they also don't try and get what uh, my ex-girlfriend used to call princess parking. Or rock star Parking. Ah. She would call it Princess Parking or rock star Parking. Uh, so they don't look to get a credible spot. They just grab one that's kind of in the middle. Well, the researchers found that one of those is better. When I'm driving my pickup, which is a big... Uh, truck. It's a big Ford truck. Mm-hmm. I, I just assume that even if I find one up close, I'll, I'll have to squeeze in. I hate that deal where somebody else might hit my car with their door. I might hit my... Their car with my door, so I just go immediately far away and park. I just rather have like an open space on either side,
6: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if possible. But if I'm driving my other car, I'll drive up to the front first, not expecting to find a spot, and then make my way to the back. So okay. it's like, yeah, if you, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I do. Go,
2: you go up, to, and then you get kind of to the front. And then you work your way out.
1: Well, believe it or not, people who go uh, for their dream spots, the princess parking, have the second most efficient strategy. That says even though they might get denied when they go to the front of the lot, on average, they get to where they're going faster than people who grab a far spot and walk. I would like to add into the equation, which it doesn't sound like, the, this story is in the New York Post, so whoever did the study, uh, how about somebody that it wouldn't hurt, hurt them to walk a little bit, get a little bit extra exercise, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> stretch the legs Those a bit. Those the
4: ones looking for the very close
1: parking. Burn a few calories, you know. <laughs> park Park where you're actually closer to the, Kirkland's than you are to the mall itself (laughs) and then walk in. Um, So it is better to hunt for an amazing parking spot than just take the first one you see and walk. It says that over your lifetime you'll save more time that way.
0: Hmm. But what if you look at it as a bonus that you
1: get to... You might waste more gas, but I always think of it as... Especially when I'm driving my pickup... All right, I'm parking further away, but guess what? An extra block, you know, or whatever it turns out to be, an extra 500 feet isn't going to kill me. And in fact, in the long run, it's probably going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Joanna, which do... Uh, oh, I forgot you don't drive.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, when you do drive, what do
1: you do?
4: I look for the closest
3: parking. You try and get the go.
1: closest? Yeah. Lisa.
3: It depends. If it's so we'll fight someone. <laughs> that's during Christmas time. <laughs> but it it, it depends. <clears throat> Excuse me. If the if the parking lot is pretty empty, then I'll just, you know, go wherever and just park and then walk. But I mean if it's a pretty full parking lot, then I'll usually yeah, I'll go to the front, see if there's anything and then just kinda then slowly make my way back.
1: So my dad has had a handicapped parking thing for over a decade. Maybe 15 years. When
3: did you steal it from him? No.
1: I think that's terrible. Like, people who just use their parents' parking pass, even though they're not the one that has the infirmity, mm. I think that's just awful. Like Homer,
2: when he pulls into the parking spot covering three different handicaps, and then he when he gets out, he just starts dragging his leg like he's got a limp. <laughs>
1: But I do know people who think that that's the way it's supposed to work. Hey, I got a handicap sticker. It doesn't matter how I got it. I can use it. No, if you've got uh, a handicap parent or an infirm parent, if you're able to walk, you're supposed to walk. I can't believe people would even consider using a handicap sticker that wasn't for them. The interesting thing
2: is my mom had double knee replacements a few years ago. And when she really, really needed the handicap sticker, she wouldn't get one. But then after surgery she got it. I mean she still technically needs it because you know her legs still aren't 100%. But she didn't get it until post surgery. She I mean she really really needed it before that.
1: My dad would not use the parking pass even though he had it and even though his doctor told him to use it. He wouldn't start using it until maybe 3 or 4 years ago when it really got to the point where it was You know, he's walking with a necessity. He's now walking with a with a what do you call it? A walker, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a full on. So, yeah, he uses it now. But for the longest time, he wouldn't use it because he figured there were people a lot worse off (laughs) than
3: him. Uh, I once had an ex-boyfriend in college that he had to get one. And it was because he, he got I think it was some yellow fever, I believe. And so they ended up having to remove part of his lung. And so but there was times where he would use it and he people would say things to him like oh look at that young kid right there lying pretending he needs that handicap sticker when in reality he's moving around with half lungs. He doesn't even have the full lung capacity so if he did try to walk from the back of the parking lot to the front he would probably pass out and so he actually needed it but people would just judge him by seeing that Oh, because there's in-
2: nothing visible there's yeah. no crutches there's no cast alright yeah. tell me about this one then but
3: if you look at his side he's got this huge shark bite from where they took out the lung Oof.
1: I knew a guy who was in his early 30s, and he had a parking handicap thing because I think he hurt his back. He would use it to grab the handicap spot at the YMCA where we would have basketball on Wednesday nights. So he'd be inside playing basketball. My attitude was, if you can play basketball for an hour and a half or two hours, you don't need a handicap, you don't need a handicap spot. Right? Yeah it, Am I saying anything Politically incorrect here
3: Did no, you I tell don't...
1: him that
2: Did you say it to his face yeah.
1: yeah Like hey buddy Yeah I think I did It's like Hey we've been running Full court For uh-huh. 90 minutes You really gotta park In the first row Just yeah I got a handicap sticker Hurt my huh. back And I'm like Okay I'm not going to let you call your own fouls because you're a liar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We're doing our Monday Mount Rushmore and our topic for this week's Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarist. So, I think we're pretty much convinced that... uh, out of four faces to go on a Mount Rushmore rock guitarist, Jimi Hendrix yeah. has got to be there. Uh, you would have to talk me out of that one anyway.
2: Yeah, that seems to be the one. I was trying to keep a tally earlier when we were taking phone calls, neckline calls, and even on the Facebook chat. It, Jimi Hendrix is a, is a runaway winner. Do you know who is second most mentioned, though?
1: Eddie Van Halen? You are correct,
2: Eddie yeah. Van Halen.
1: Yeah, Eddie Van Halen's playing style. Listen, there there are so many great guitarists. Somebody's that getting are left never off. Gonna, Yeah, somebody's getting left off. And there's you know, for real guitar heads, there's some obscure, you know, like Norwegian mm-hmm. guitars that just shreds the hell out of a guitar. We're not saying but, that that's not a good guitar. Yeah, we're not saying it's not a good guitarist, but we have to put. We have to put four phases on our Mount Rushmore of guitarists. Let's listen to some of the uh, feedback that we've gotten so far on the neckline. The toll-free neckline number is 844-805-6325. That's 844-805-NECK. And we'll probably only have like one more chance to check the neckline. So if you haven't got that call in yet, do it it quickly, because we'll probably check it one more time before we announce the uh, Mount Rushmore rock guitarist. This is for the Mount Rushmore of
5: rock guitarists. Two must-haves on that list are Judy Page of Led Zeppelin and Steve Howe of Yes.
1: Yeah. See, th- but there's somebody out there right now screaming their head off that we haven't picked Robert Fripp, and I'll bet most of you guys don't know who Robert Fripp is. No. Who is he was the Frick. guitarist of King Crimson and just like a very innovative and very technically proficient guitarist. I mean that's one that people, you know a lot of people mention him as one of the great guitarists, but I don't know if he makes the list just because. You know, when they when they put up the Mount Rushmore, they put up uh presidents that everybody knew of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly a good comparison. But Jimmy Page um is a great guitarist. I mean there's no doubt about it. That Jimmy Page is one of the one of the great rock guitarists And he was influential You know, uh, you can hear a lot of his influence In guitarists that came after him Alright, let's uh, hear a couple more of our neckline calls here um, was, That wasn't the first time we've heard Jimmy Page mentioned, though I
2: don't know, that might have been the first time it's been mentioned on air But I do know in the Facebook chat Jimmy Page's name has been brought up
1: I don't know if you guys know have ever heard of Terry Kath, but Terry Kath was the original guitarist for Chicago, and Chicago was you know became less of a guitar oriented band mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s. But when they got started in the 60s, like Terry Kath was no like people would say that he was better than Hendrix, and one of the people who said that was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix said the Chicago guitarist was better was better at playing the guitar than he was. None of these are bad. I haven't heard any bad suggestions so far. Like all of these have been very, very credible mm-hmm. uh suggestions. It's just gonna be difficult to narrow it down to four if If you were going to put somebody up there like the George Washington like the George Washington rock guitar, that might have to be Chuck Berry because his licks that he he came up with, like nobody had done those before, and other bands did those same licks for the next four or five decades. I mean, you can hear music that came out like the Beach Boys. Some of their stuff are... I think there are some bands that have had to give Chuck Berry a writing credit credit because they use that... They Mm -hmm. use that and it's just, you know, such a ripoff of Chuck Berry. And you've heard it through all the decades that rock has been around So I think, like, Chuck Berry might be on there As kind of like the father of his country his The George Washington of rock guitar
5: Hey, so I'm thinking the four rush Rushmore Would be Jimi Hendrix, Santana B.B. King
1: And Eric Clapton Alright I'm a huge B.B. King fan I think BB King was primarily a a blues guitarist, which was you know they those were the guys that rockers ripped off first. Was mm-hmm. The blues guitarists. Yeah. Also, BB uh, King was really good at at playing blues and improvising the blues notes, but he wasn't a. He wasn't an all-around guitarist. Mm-hmm. There's a famous scene in Rattle and Hum where they're about to play uh, the song that B.B. King does with you 2 mm-hmm. Okay. You remember When Love Comes Down? And they're talking about what they're going to do, and B.B. King tells The Edge, you're going to have to play the chords because I don't know any chords. <laughs> <laughs> he actually says that in the documentary. I'm going to tag you in. I'm not saying any of this is a swipe against B.B. King. B.B. King is one of the all-time greats. Uh let's hear another suggestion or two.
5: you tell us you have to go Chuck Berry, you got to start over again. I'm being a server, you got to go with Dick Dale. You got to go with Jimi Hendrix and you got to go with Eddie Van Halen. There you go. If
2: you want weird fetishes,
1: man, Chuck Berry's on that. Mm. Mountain Rushmore. The- The Mount Rush more of weird bedroom practices. Yeah. Write that down for later. No, don't look it up if you don't want to know. Yeah, at least don't do it at work. You'll get flagged. By the way, that that video that you said you've seen, the Chuck Berry video, it cuts off before it gets really disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) The thing you've seen is like not the full not the full video. It's not the full Chuck. So
3: where'd you find it?
1: I've only heard people (laughs) who have seen (laughs) the full thing describe it. I have not seen the full thing. I've seen the same thing Brandon's seen. Let's just say it gets a lot earthier (laughs) as it goes on.
5: This is Chad Wright from Throckmorton, Texas. I think you really ought to consider Alex Lifeson for his creativity. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Alex Lifeson's a great great guitarist and some of the most famous guitar intros... Are from rush songs. Uh I've seen some, some that have been put in here for, uh, like Randy Rhodes.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a couple of those. In seen there. a lot of Randy Rhodes. Uh, David Gilmore getting a lot of love in the Facebook chat as well. Santana, another one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, who else did I see? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Mentioned a lot.
2: I think the only one that we've really narrowed down to this point that's definitely got to be in is Jimi Hendrix,
1: and I'd be leaning towards I'm definitely leaning, Eddie Van Halen I'm leaning as well. Mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. Uh, Manny, hi Manny, how are you doing? Hey Manny, we got about thirty minutes to finalize Wait. this. So who, who do you want to pitch for? Oh, uh, you guys forgot an old favorite, Randy Rhodes. In fact, we just meant we must have just mentioned yeah, Randy Yeah, we said it when you were talking We've got a lot of, <laughs> right a lot of suggestions for Randy yeah, Rhodes. Yeah, i got yeah. Randy Rhodes, Eric Clapton, Joe Sartrani, and
5: uh, Eric Johnson.
1: Eric Johnson's great. I mean, these are all virtuoso guitarists. Yeah. You know, I mean. Like I guess everybody's going to have their own opinion, but, I mean, I guess it's all by different taste also, too. right? That's very true. All, all right. right. Thanks, man. So Thank you. Appreciate it. See, I think if you were to pick a series
2: of guitars, which, by the way, somebody find out what kind of uh, line he was using because that call was crystal flipping clear. Buddy. Yeah.
1: And the other ones have been a little hit or miss. A little hit or miss. Uh, but uh, if you were to maybe have... Maybe we're getting bleed over from that Mexican deal that was screwed with the emergency <laughs> services. Did you read about that? No. There was no. something, and it was, it was messing up like the police... Uh, the scanner? Yeah. Well, the or like the police band? Their police band. Yeah, the radio they were huh.
2: using and stuff. Like if we were to do a Mount Rushmore of guitarists that were, they're 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 known as almost guitar soloists. Gary Howe, Ingvae Malmsteen, um, Eric Johnson, uh, for sure. Uh, Joe, Satriani, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, like guys who were involved in other projects. But I
1: mean, those guys are known as that. That could almost be a completely different discussion. Uh, A Mexican company began turning on its cell phone and data network along the U.S. border, uh, including Juarez, in mid-August. It brought interference problems for wireless phone carriers. Did anybody have any problems more than you normally do in the month of August? But it also affected El Paso Mm -hmm. Fire, Police, and Emergency Medical Services communications. Altan Redes cellular network launch along the border also caught the federal communications commission by surprise i think they have uh, worked to get that all ironed out matthew hello matthew uh hello good morning bud good morning matthew we're uh we haven't made up our minds definitively on any of them i guess Jimi hendrix right now is the closest to like being a unanimous choice but what else do you have for us well, I agree with Hendrix. I also think Clapton is, should be up there, and I think that should be without argument. Did you ever hear about the time... They, they made a uh, movie about Jimi Hendrix with... I forgot who played him. Somebody like Andre 3000. 3000. Yeah, and in that one, this is an old story. I don't know if it's true or not, but Clapton was going to go on stage with Hendrix, and it was before Hendrix was super famous in the United States, but he was famous in England already, and that after Hendrix started playing... Clapton refused to go on because he thought he would look <laughs> bad in comparison. I don't know if that's a true story, but they put it in that movie with Andre 3000. All right, who else, Matthew? Um, well, Jeff Beck. I don't think I have oh, heard anybody no, mention Jeff yeah. Beck. And that's a that's a, a great one. Jeff Beck is such an amazing guitarist. And maybe one of the modernists. I you know I know like people talk about Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen as being like currently influential. But what about Dimebag Daryl? I think yeah. he influenced a whole generation of Guitarists,
0: too. Yeah, especially
1: the heavier side of things. Dimebag Daryl was, you know, but he, I'm a
2: little he, shocked it's taken this long for us to get to Dimebag.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Matthew. I appreciate the call. You're All welcome. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. All right. So put that into the mix. Uh, here's the telephone number 844 305 6210. That's 844 305
2: 6210. You can never have enough Pantera
1: in the morning. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We are very close to putting the four final faces on the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarist, and we'll have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show coming up right after this.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: We never got that update about the uh, thoroughbred white girl (laughs) who said that she shouldn't get a DUI because she made really good grades in high school, even though she was in her 30s. And, uh, well, described herself as a thoroughbred white girl. We're going to get to rock news here in just a few minutes, but we... It's going to be tough getting the final four for our Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists. So people are calling in, uh, putting in last-minute arguments, Mm -hmm. which... Believe me, we do not have our minds totally made
2: up. No, this is this one's wide open. I think other than Jimi Hendrix and possibly
1: Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, those are my two. I I mean, I, I would not feel bad at all about putting Eric Clapton in there. Yeah, he's the other one that, that could easily be up there. Hi, uh, Jerry, rather. Hi, Jerry. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Jerry, who should be on the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists?
5: Uh, for sure, Jimmy Hendrix. That that yeah. that's a no-brainer. But um, I don't know. I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan at the Balloon Fest. He was pretty
1: awesome. Stevie uh, Ray's great. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then um, right? you know, Stevie Ray was also a session guy. He's on a bunch of records that you wouldn't expect him. He was in uh, David Bowie's band before he yeah. became a huge. And the reason he didn't start off with a with a solo career is that Stevie didn't felt didn't feel like he sang well enough to front his own band. Uh-huh. yeah. So who else, Jerry?
5: Randy Rhodes, I think. With you know, I I, I like that a little bit more than Eddie Van Halen. We cannot. He, he, was, he was more like a classical uh, hard rocking. It, it, it was poetic. So
1: you're saying if we had to pick out somebody kind of from that that generation, and it came down between Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen, your your vote would go with Randy Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, I like them both. Uh, you know,
5: yeah, you. It, They're both good. I mean, I, really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, feel bad if whoever goes up there. Um, yeah, but I, I would go more with Randy Rhodes.
1: I'm so you know your 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 name on the screen, Jerry, reminds me. I'm surprised we haven't had more people saying Jerry Garcia. I know some people really <laughs> big fans of Jerry <laughs> Garcia. Okay, uh, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate the call. Take care. right, I we'll it. see you. Notice nobody said Angus, and I think you get the idea that. You know their stuff is pretty simple, Mm -hmm. but I mean he's great for what he does. I don't know that that thunderstruck intro, good man, made me reconsider Angus Young as a guitarist altogether. Although I'm not proficient enough to play that, but people who are better than me say it's not as hard as you think it is. (laughs) Like you think it's insanely difficult, Mm -hmm. they say it's not Not as much. You know, but for me, it's so (laughs) it's so out of reach. Uh, let's go with John Hi John We're trying to Do this impossible task Of getting the Mount Rushmore Of rock guitarist Who do you Want to recommend?
5: Uh, good morning Buzz Um well, I would recommend And you know been pondering this um, One would definitely Have to be Randy Rhoads um, Another one would be uh, Cliff Burton uh, The other one would be uh, You know of course Dan Bag. And the last one would be uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Um, you know, all influential guitarists, influential musicians. You know, have, you know, passed you know passed away, and given great influences. You know, just with their music alone, and just their creativity on you know on rock, on their metal music. Was
1: yeah. was Lemmy an especially their technical basis. guitarist? Oh, these are, well, these are. Is he naming bass player? Cliff, Cliff. Burton's yeah. a bass player. Yeah, I know
5: Cliff Burton's a bass player, but I mean, I'm, I'm in, uh, well, I mean, I think
1: that seems like a different Mount Rushmore. It was, was Lemmy. Lemmy played bass. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you also played guitar. That I was right, aware. of. I, right. I mean, I, I think we'll do basses separately. Yeah. Probably. Oh,
5: yeah. Well,
1: let let we... me guess, John. Are you a bass player? I'm sorry. Are you a bass player?
5: No, I'm a oh. guitarist. It's just the thing is, is you know, uh, I, I saw Motorhead open up for Judas Priest when they came here with both uh, them and Testament um, a long time ago, and you know, uh, I put uh, I put Lemmy up there because you know I've I've been to one of the one of his shows and. Uh, it just uh, it sounded amazing it sounded like heaven to me it, was okay. just, uh, it, was, it would play. be
1: like if we were making a list of the best football quarterbacks and we put Michael Jordan on there though <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright wow. thanks John yeah definitely right. appreciate the call Right, you know, we, we you might, know, might do bassist another time yeah bassist time. would
2: be separate and in there you would put guys like Geddy Lee or you know obviously Les Claypool
1: uh, Matt hello
2: hello hey,
1: All right, Matt. I got
5: two I got two for you, bud. All right, go ahead. So the first one's kind of in the background. Um, I think he can play just about anything, and he's taught some of the great guitarists, and that'd be Joe Satriani.
1: Yeah, Joe Satriani is a guitar god to other guitar gods. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it.
5: He kind of hangs in the background, but he does his own albums, and they're they're pretty mixed up.
0: And so that's the, that's the first one. The second one... Um, it's kind of uh, up in the air because he sticks to one style, but that would be uh, that would be Dave Mustaine. I think he had a big influence on the earlier Metallica. And then you take in the fact that he still does a lot of the lead work and vocals at the same time, which is a very very difficult. Most most people don't attempt that. Okay. No, so that's my second one.
1: Okay, so those are the two that you've got. Yeah. Are, are there any other ones, Matt? No, that's it Okay, alright, thanks Matt I, I appreciate I, it I appreciate it, okay, we'll see you. Hmm.
2: You know who's getting a lot more love than I anticipated?
1: Carlos Santana
2: David Gilmore He's getting a lot of love from people Especially in the Facebook chat
1: Anybody mentioned Robert Fripp yet? I don't believe so <laughs> Is that just me? Just you Okay uh, did anybody see Jim, Jimmy Page? Yeah, we've got, yeah we've got a lot of Jimmy we Page. We got a lot uh for Jimmy Page. All right. Well, be thinking about it. We don't have long now. We've got a ten minutes, so I've got my two that I would I would really go to the mat for. And we've we've already talked about both of those, so uh we gotta but we gotta finalize it here before the show's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let me get in a few more, just a couple more pitches here for the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarist.
4: How about Rory Gallagher for the, you know, the four dudes on the mountain? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you guys would like that one. (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) How about Rory Gallagher for the, you know, the four dudes on the mountain?
5: rory r-o-r-y gallagher
3: thank you okay
6: i thought you guys
4: were
1: the four dudes on the mountain mountain. i need to listen all right as far as i can tell rob uh, rory gallagher's pretty good guitarist hey for the rock and roll mount rushmore you can't forget robert johnson there he's the one who started it all yep do not forget all the robert johnson No, in fact, we even talked about, are we going to include, like, Robert Johnson, who was uh, a blues artist who who died, like, at 27, so he was also, like, the very first 27 Club person, but he died in the 30s, and they only have, I forget how many songs, but a certain number of songs. It was the plot of a Ralph Macchio movie. Um but did we decide we were going to do that? It's like nah, rock think- as a genre mm-hmm. never, was not even around until the earliest you could say is like 1954. So do we count something that was recorded 20 years before rock ever existed? Yeah. Uh, and what did we decide? No. I mean, that was hugely influential. Even on people like Chuck Berry. Yeah, but damn it,
2: we got to put our foot down. Otherwise, we're going to end up like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where we got Janet Jackson. You can't deny the influence, but I think if we expand outwards too far, it's going to become too cumbersome to even try
1: and figure it out. I I can tell you right now the two, like, uh, a Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists that I've got that absolutely have to be there are Jimi Hendrix and Chuck Berry. Just because so many people copied Chuck Berry. In fact, there were people who covered, who copied people not knowing they were copying Chuck Berry because they were copying people who had copied Chuck Mm -hmm. Berry. But he was hugely, hugely influential for sure. So, um, Based on our voting and like listener input, was there anybody that just like really blew it away? Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen got more votes from our from our mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah, than anybody definitely else. way up there, man. Uh, I I would not. I would stand by that. Like if we end up with with Eddie Van Halen on there, mm-hmm. you know that means we only have one left. Hmm. <sighs> You know
2: we've heard we've heard Stevie Ray Vaughan, Joe Satriani, Mark Knopfler, yeah, uh, Alex Lifeson, Kirk Hammett, Jimmy Page.
1: Did you mention Stevie Ray? You just did. Oh, we got Stevie Ray, but also Eric Clapton. I feel like you know Eric Clapton was pretty damn influential. But you know who else I
2: think is right up there with him. Yeah, at, least far, Ray no, at least as far no, at least as far as people voting and people saying, David Gilmore he got
1: a lot of votes in the Facebook chat. I've never seen him live. Well, I've never seen Jimi Hendrix live either. For <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> or when you Chuck get right Barry. down to it, or Chuck. Mm, no, I've never seen Chuck Berry live. Uh, Lisa, what is, what is your opinion?
3: I mean, for the four dudes on the mountain. Yeah, um, the four dudes <laughs> on the
1: mountain.
3: <laughs> I'm for sure going to go with uh, Jimi Hendrix on that one. Uh, then I'm okay with Eddie Van Halen on it, too. Okay. Mm.
2: Are you cool with Chuck Berry?
3: Yeah, I would definitely. I feel so like...
2: that's where we're at
1: now. We just need that fourth one. <sighs> there were other really good guitarists that were around the same time as Chuck Berry but just as far as the influence goes so that's why I would give it to Chuck Berry over like Ike Turner Mm -hmm. for instance so Brandon just put in your your fourth name
4: how about Rory Gallagher for the you know, the four
2: dudes on the mountains. Is it weird I want to go with
1: Rory Gallagher now? now I kind of. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. the best argument anybody could have put forward for Rory freaking I think, Gallagher. I think if you, if I
2: absolutely have to pick. Oh, and by the way, people are putting in the Facebook chat Slash as well. Like, we haven't gotten to
1: Slash, but I don't
2: think he's quite up there. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean,
1: he's he's like, uh, you know, he's great. <laughs> I love I Slash. He's 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 great. I'm like, I just don't to put him in down. the same tier as those other guys. Your fourth would have to be Eric Clapton. I think so. I'm kind of leaning toward Eric Clapton, which is going to come off as a big diss to people who would rather somebody like Steve Vai or Ingrid Malmsteen be on there, but I don't I don't mean it that way. So, Well, that's the unfortunate thing, is you only have four.
2: I mean, right. a good friend of the show, Gary Hoey. Yeah, Gary's great, but I would,
1: you know, how do I say this without like, saying, coming out with a slap in the mouth against Gary Hoey? Gary's really good at playing other people's music. Like Gary's a good cover guitarist We
2: have people putting James Hetfield He's not the lead guitarist right. He's a rhythm guitarist
1: Right Well who's I mean listen A rhythm guitarist Is an important part of the band But you don't think of The rhythm guitarist When you're thinking of That level of Like just virtuosity No you think of The rhythm guitarist
2: Is also the lead singer Because yeah. that's usually what it is Yeah right
1: Usually That's the case yeah. Uh, Joanna you good with Eric Clapton Yeah Okay so, so we you got wanna, our four? You want to cork it? All right. This is the Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists. Who is it? Chuck Berry. Jimi Hendrix. Eric Clapton. And Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah. That, there you go. There you go. That is... The four mount, dudes on the mountain. It is literally etched in stone. That's the <laughs> Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists. I love it. It's
0: the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: They've announced some of the guests for El Paso Comic Con, which is going to be in April at the El Paso Convention Center and I can summarize this for you right now it's a bunch of people that I don't know and William Shatner <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner's a big deal though yeah. that's a huge deal would I think you go stand in line for that I would stand in a line I don't know how long of a line <laughs> I would stand in to meet <laughs> William Shatner
2: and would you call him Bill
1: no i call him Mr. Shatner oh how you doing Bill no no? Really? All right. No. He's He's one of my elders. I wouldn't call him Bill. And Mr. Shatner. Captain Kirk, maybe. William? No. Mr. Shatner. Nice. Three-day passes and individual day tickets range from 20 to 150 for the B- VIP version. Available at Ticketmaster, El Paso Comic dot com, the Plaza Theater box office, Uh, There's going to be a bunch of voice actors there. So I guess if you're into that. But it seems like they really put a lot of their eggs in the William Shatner basket.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they always start. They always just announce some and then they keep kind of trickling in because I think for the Albuquerque one, uh, Jason Momoa wasn't announced until about a month after they did the initial announcement. So and that was a big name. For their Comic Con. So you never know, they could be bringing in more people.
2: I finally watched Aquaman over the weekend. The movie sucked. Was it as bad? It was bad, man. The CGI is really not that good. The writing was awful. It was super cheesy. Just like I liked Wonder Woman. I thought that was a really good movie, but there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Aquaman was great. No, it's not. If it's you're really thinking about movie. there being
1: a last minute announcement that Jason. Momoa is going to be at the El Paso <laughs> Comic Con I would not hold my breath On anything like that
4: Who were the other people announced?
1: Amber Lee Connors okay. Who started voice acting in 2007 And voices Characters in video games I mean I'm sure she's lovely But who cares <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> there are not any games that I've ever Heard of No Star
2: Wars Battlefront huh? No. <laughs> hey, He's when in, is
4: that uh, TwitchCon? Oh yeah, is it next
2: weekend? Friday, Friday and Saturday.
4: Ooh.
2: I think. With Wait, Willi- I mean, Foley's gonna be there.
1: What at TwitchCon? No, at El Paso Comic Con. What? Uh, they don't hmm. have him in in the version. They always have like a wrestler or two. Like the last last year's, they had. Uh, Oh, the Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. i drawing a blank there.
2: Yeah, they've got him. With, man, that'd be great to meet him, huh?
1: Ooh, Christopher, Jack is Jack. Christopher Wakecamp is going to be there. Mankind, dude love. He was a voice talent in Tokyo Ghoul and at Attack on Titan. There were a couple of... Uh, when we went up to the Denver thing a few months ago, there were a couple of voice actors that... Uh, my son and my daughter were really excited about but again I I mean if you get of some of the
2: really big name ones like Billy West or John mm. DiMaggio guys like that who I mean Billy West he's voiced characters that you've definitely I mean he's Fry on Futurama he's one of the m ms
1: he also did most of the Looney Tunes voices that Mel Blank used to do like he took mm-hmm. over doing a lot of those voices yeah Billy West Sure, He would be one that would, I would be super excited for
2: Kevin Conroy would be one I would be really really excited for as well I think he's when,
1: when you think of any kind of comic con Or a sci-fi con uh, William Shatner Is number one because That was one of the first things they did Were Star Trek conventions where it was all about Star Trek you
2: Remember know? the old Simpsons episode With the bi-mon sci-fi con Because mm-hmm. it was the bi-monthly Science fiction convention
1: i remember i remember a comic con the first time i'd ever heard of comic con it was literally people selling comic books and that was pretty much it
3: because <laughs> it was a comic book yeah. convention and it was
1: at the fairgrounds and it was just a bunch of comic books and i couldn't have been happier
3: I bunch of nerds like you did you make a lot of friends there i feel like you would have
1: no, no. <laughs> i'm just there to look through boxes of comic books and mylar wrappers
2: Um, Excuse me I noticed here that you were missing Moon Knight number three I need Moon Knight number three I already have two copies of number four
1: Have I ever told you the first time I saw the comic book guy character He was so much like the guy He was so much like the, the, the fat guy With a blob of mayonnaise on his shirt The shirt only covered about half of his gut And he was real condescending To kids, us, when we went in that I would have sworn somebody must have been going through my hometown, stopped in that comic book shop, and based that guy. I mean, he was so mm-hmm. on the money of comic book guy.
2: Worst comics
1: ever. Everything. like the the un, Just the general shabbiness of his appearance and the Cheeto stains on his fingers. Oh. And just the way he'd yell at us for if we got anything out. You know, bathroom is for customers only. I'm not taking to- this out for you to look at. You have to be, you have to tell me you're considering buying it. Your sounds like <laughs> Trump. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, except ours was like half of it was a comic book store, and then there was a back aisle that was porn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. That was our comic uh, book store. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, William Shatner was also one of the first people ever to make fun of the idea of a Comic Con on an episode of Saturday Night Live from 1986.
2: Remember the Treehouse of Horror episode, uh, Treehouse of Horror episode with the comic book guy as the collector? (laughs) And he doesn't collect comic books and he doesn't collect anything like that. He collects the actual people who are the actors and actresses in those shows and he puts them in Mylar packaging and keeps them in the
1: basement. Oh, I've, I mean, I definitely saw it. I haven't missed The Simpsons like ever. It's just
2: Bart I, has the powers of uh, I can't recall. Mister right Fantastic.
1: Now. All right, and Lisa's Clobber Girl. Oh, that—that that, that I do remember. Okay. Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl. Is it going to be after Halloween again this season before The Simpsons comes no, back with their they, with their Treehouse of Horror? Because they did that at least one season I know of. The Treehouse of Horror was actually like the second week of November. They've,
2: they they did that. that for a few years because yes. it would always get... Because of the World Trump- Series. Yeah, because Fo- Fox always had the World Series, and those Sundays it would always get trumped. But I believe the past couple of years... Um, they've tried oh, to get wow, it at man. least
1: on before... Before Halloween,
2: yeah, the first time it ran after Halloween was in the year two thousand, when it ran on November first, and then it was November after that. Every single year up until
1: uh, two thousand nine, they don't have World Series anymore on Fox. Even, even if, if dude, e- they just, I think they run it early. Even if the World Series was over, mm-hmm. you know, say that it had gone only four or five games or whatever, it was over. They still wouldn't. You know, they were still no, on a the schedule they locked, where it wasn't they locked in gonna on when it was yeah. going to
2: run. No, the past few years it's always been in October. So this year it will run uh, October twentieth. Okay, but they Ooh, must. there's a Stranger well, Things parody. Hmm. A Stranger Things parody. What are you saying? That's going to be the Treehouse of Horror. That's going to be one of the segments. Yeah, confirmed. Mm. That's what Wikipedia says. It's going to be called Danger Things.
1: I, I uh, foolishly thought. Well, maybe they were running a new Simpsons. Maybe it's the season premiere of The Simpsons, and then I tuned over, and that's why I saw part of the Emmys last night. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was that instead.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Rambo could not beat Downton Abbey at the box
5: office.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think it really says something about your franchise when Rambo comes in third. On an opening weekend It didn't even come in second Number one was Downton Abbey The movie Which dominated Making 31 million at the box office Followed by the new Brad Pitt movie Ad Astra I'm really surprised you didn't go see anything this weekend I had a pretty busy week I played in the El Pasoans Fighting Hunger Food Bank Golf Tournament And then I had then I went out to the uh, beer, beer Bites, Bites Beats. and Beats So, I was busy doing that, and then I was so tired from that full day that I really stayed in a lot on Sunday, but why, what did you think I would go see, Downton Abbey? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not one that I feel like, oh, I got to rush right out there and see it. I figure it's going to be in theaters for three or four weeks. I can get around to seeing it in my own good time, and I kind of wanted to watch the last season. Oh, refresher. Yeah, and the Christmas special. Oh. to get totally caught up to date you know I watched them but you know I just kind of a refresher
3: yeah that's understandable
1: it chapter two came in uh, fourth place in its third week uh tonight on television Monday night football I don't, I don't think you mentioned Monday Night football no. tonight it's not a it's not a great matchup the uh Washington Football Club of Washington versus the Chicago Bears. I think Washington's 0 2, right? I believe. And the Bears so. are 1 and 1? 1 and 1, I think, yeah. Also, the 17th season premiere of The Voice is tonight on NBC. There are so many of these things that it seems like one just ended. If but then it last week it was America's Got Talent that mm-hmm. ended, and now it's right into The Voice. I can't keep them straight. But do you really need to?
4: Not really. Your parents will watch them. Equally. There you go. Yeah.
1: The uh, series premiere of the sitcom Bob Hart's Abishola is on CBS tonight. Recovering from a heart attack, Billy Gardell, Bob, falls for his cardiac nurse. Abishola, a Nigerian immigrant, played by, your guess is as good as mine, Folaki Awala Flak... Uh-uh. No, I might accidentally say the F word with that last name. <laughs> is a Flock of Flame? Folaki go the show is called Bob Hart's Abby Shola <laughs> okay. I don't know that I'm the only name that I know I'm saying right is Bob <laughs> and the series premiere of Prodigal Son have you seen the previews for this that one? That looks interesting. So, so Michael Sheen plays a serial killer who had a family. Okay. So he's kind of like, almost like a BTK killer, like he a family man. And Tom Payne, who played Jesus on Walking Dead, okay, mm-hmm. is his son who profiles murderers for the NYPD. And his father offers to help him. And I guess he's got his sister and his Ooh. mom who are telling him, you know. Don't talk to him. Yeah, stay away from your father and... You know, probably for good reason. But he could
3: help me. And there's
1: this
4: part in the trailer where he's like, you are like me.
1: Mm. Let me see what else is happening. A woman posted her in-law's insane list of complaints during a visit. Uh, Her brother-in-law was visiting, and she made a list of, a total of 24, so I'm not going to read all 24 complaints. And this was in the UK, so... These are some of the things that her brother-in-law complained about while they visited.
2: Your tea time is at 2.30. That's preposterous. It should be at 2.15.
1: The front gate was too squeaky. Oh, my God.
4: (laughs) This is great. Go on.
1: They gave him a choice of three blankets, and none of them were good
4: enough. What are you, Goldilocks? i
1: kidding. The gates on their stairs to keep their kids from trying to crawl up the stairs were, quote, really inconvenient. (laughs) Do <laughs> you know the gate? It comes it up to like your Does it say how old neat. the brother-in-law is? Uh-huh. mm But you know they've got little kids, so I guess if you just had to estimate, you'd say, you know, they're probably in their thirties or forties. So yeah. Probably he's something like that too. The local swimming pool they belonged to wasn't open late enough. <laughs> fix that. I guess that's like a like a community swimming pool that you have to have a membership of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claimed that the woman, the, so the wife, was using her asthma inhaler too much. Someone used yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, about that whole breathing thing.
4: Sorry, you, my lungs suck.
1: Yeah, could you stop? <laughs> Someone used the bathroom in the middle of the night and he heard the toilet flush. So he commented <laughs> on that. Oh,
3: jeez, Man. <laughs> These are great.
1: Amazon Prime Video didn't have the new Quentin Tarantino movie yet, so he said it was a waste of money.
2: How's that their fault? <laughs> like, like they're the ones with Amazon Prime and since he doesn't get to watch what he wants?
4: He's all, fix it. Call Amazon right now.
2: Uh, he said the
1: house had too many rugs.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he could hear traffic in the distance when he was in their backyard
3: oh and this is the brother or brother-in-law
1: this is brother-in-law oh gosh you married into that and it doesn't I'm trying to see if he came with any family no her husband's brother stayed with him for three days <gasps> oh my goodness and he complained the whole time it says in the story she said he complained like it was a hotel you don't complain that much if it's a hotel, right? Uh-huh. Um, no,
3: I would get them a hotel next time. Be like, guess what? There's a great Best Western down the street. That's and you're where you'll paying be staying. for it, buddy.
1: You
4: get to pay for that.
1: <laughs> he had to move the seat when he borrowed their car because they hadn't set it for him ahead of time, and he did not like the stations that were preset on their radio. Oh my uh-huh.
3: gosh! Oh,
1: oh, wow. God. He also complained that their dogs wouldn't cuddle with him.
3: I would. I wonder
4: that. why, you douche.
1: Well, dogs pick up a lot of yep. like exactly. unspoken stuff from their humans, so I think they were probably picking up the the tension that was going this, on.
2: This guy smells like a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a nursing home in Connecticut was fined after four residents tested positive for cocaine. What? <laughs> well, maybe the, the residents, residents were getting the cocaine on their own. Maybe the uh, maybe the nursing home didn't have anything to do with yeah. it. The grandpa Who's from Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> I feel like I need to look at the actual story a little more before I.
3: Yeah, because maybe, maybe the residents out. are like, please never move us. We love this place.
1: <laughs> maybe the residents, maybe some of them are trading trading their opiates for cocaine. You know, maybe they found some uh-huh. kind of market where people want to trade up.
3: Yeah. It's like Alan American.
1: You saw a little Miss Sunshine, right? Yeah.
2: Like, he know, like he knows he's towards the end of his life, so he's just he's doing cocaine. He's doing whatever he wants.
1: Regal care. And-
3: Actually, yeah, I had a teacher in high school that did that. He never drank, never smoked any cigarettes. And then when he turned, I think, gosh, what did he say? Like 60, 65, he just started chain smoking. He's like, why not? I'm going to die anyways. I was like, oh, okay. If
1: you found out you had six months to live, do you think you'd try heroin? No. No. Can't do it.
4: Name another drug. Yeah, name another one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jeez, what's something I've... You know, acid.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, try? That would become a regular.
3: I know. Every day. Monday morning, mind Listen, bender.
1: <laughs> our, our official... me
3: Saturday. <laughs> our,
1: our, our official position, of course, is...
3: Don't do drugs. Don't do yeah. drugs. Don't do drugs. I mean... unless.
1: Unless you know.
2: You're, you know you have six months to
1: live, have at it.
3: Then you know maybe. But
1: if I did have six months to live, ever since I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I have wanted to try a cigarette dipped in acid. <laughs> 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 uh, they the rest home was fined one thousand six hundred dollars after four of their residents tested positive for cocaine. Uh, resident tested positive for cocaine after being seen handing a dollar bill with white powder on it to another resident it sounds like these old folks were doing coke not that they were being supplying but who's
3: supplying it like does someone have like a grandson that's coming in there and just making a killing in one day
1: we're we're to the point now that i'm i'm reading this this is new to me too i only had the headline Uh, fish, physicians' Order dated May 8th implemented several interventions, including room searches every three days. So they were tossing their room looking for drugs. Do you think it was like a
2: Ben Stiller situation from Happy Gilmore where he's the, the he runs the old folks home and maybe he needs to pep them up a little bit to get the uh, stuff that they're making in arts and Crafts out a little bit mm-hmm. faster?
1: So after they, had, after they had you know discovered that some, some of the residents were doing cocaine, they were supposed to search the rooms every three days, but the residents' rooms were only searched on May 4th and 5th, so they kept it up for a grand total of 48 hours before they just quit searching. The you know resident who had awesome. been spotted handing the dollar bill, or the resident who was handed the dollar bill, Also had an opioid dependence. Tested positive for cocaine on May first.
3: Oh my goodness!
1: May twelfth, another resident was found lying on the floor with a large hematoma and was unresponsive for two minutes. (laughs) That resident tested positive for cocaine as well. Oh my! What? Good lord!
3: Is this a drug den or a nursing home?
1: Then the facility got a call from a methadone, uh, methadone clinic saying that a fourth resident ah. had tested positive for cocaine. <laughs> okay, now we're getting to the meat of the nut, so Okay, let me know. The resident said the cocaine was obtained from another resident okay. who had gotten it from a nurse's aide. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh! There
3: it is.
1: So the nurse aide was fired. Wow. Let's see if they were still getting their cocaine. <laughs>
3: now yeah? How they
4: get their fix.
1: Uh, Grandma anyway, wants, and uh, grandma's gonna get. Grandma's. Joking. It just goes on to say that the nurse, the nursing home, didn't seem to be doing enough to uh, prevent their uh, patients from doing cocaine. Oh my goodness!
3: It's like you want to be mad at them, but at the same time, I mean, you kind of want to be like, "Good for you!" Yeah, have your fun, have your fun. Check that off the bucket
2: list. You've led a good life so far. I wonder how old they were. I know. Like that's
1: what 70s,
3: it, 80s, 90s? Is this like hospice? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, are they just getting that bucket list done?
1: Yeah.
3: First, cocaine. Next is acid. Shroomy Saturday. Well,
1: think about it. If somebody was a hippie, like in yeah. 68, 69, they'd now be in their 70s. You know, those could be people in mm-hmm. rest homes at this point. So, uh, I see that uh, Blue Man Group is also coming. Yeah, have you seen Blue Man Group have before? They are awesome live. Yeah, man. that's an entertaining show. Like, what would you even call that? Like, if you were going to categorize a rock it, concert with pipes, yeah, a lot of tubes and pipes and blue guys. Would you call it a rock concert? Oh yeah, wouldn't a mime show be more accurate? No. I mean, it's a rock and it. roll show, man. You wouldn't say that those guys in Blue Man Group are mimes. No, because they make noise. Well, they make noise, but... They, yeah, it's it, not them
2: speaking, It's but. not them speaking, but they'll bang on drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. No, I, I would call it a rock show. It's If you've never seen them, go check it out. It's well worth it.
1: I want to check it out when they're in town. It's going to be November 19th through the 20th at the Plaza Theater and part of the Broadway series. It's been uh, at least 15 years since I've seen them the last time. It's kind of weird afterwards, though, that they were just talking to people. Like, you didn't expect them to break their silence, but Mm -hmm. you could meet them afterwards, and they'd say hi and stuff. All right, let's uh, do our alt-fact quiz, which is all about fall today. All
2: right, we got to get through this one pretty quick here. All right. Because we're running out of time. You did lose the earlier... Alternative fact quiz about fall. So here we go. Number one fact or alternative fact. The earth is 12% farther away from the sun on the first day of fall than on the first day of summer.
1: Well, further away means it start cooling off. So, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you think the sun is...
3: Hey, Joanna and it, I thought. The Earth it, is further away than the Sun? Joanna and I thought an eclipse was when the Sun was between the Earth and the Moon, so let's not you go didn't ahead really and talk. Think that, did you? <laughs> Brandon?
2: That was an alternative fact quiz while you were gone. <laughs> All right. I'll say fact. Mm. Oh! Ooh. Now nah, to get started. So the seasons don't change because of how close we are to the sun. It has to do with how the earth is tilted.
3: Oh, the axis, yeah. Yeah, In true,
2: but, but the, the, the 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 orbit does <laughs> very yeah it's, per- yeah, it's not a perfect circle. Okay. Alright, here we go. Number two, fact or alternative fact. A tree that loses its leaves in the fall is called a deciduous tree. Or, I'm sorry, deciduous tree. Deciduous. Ah, uh, fact. There you go. Good recovery. Yeah, non-deciduous would be a tree like a pine tree or a palm tree that doesn't lose its leaves. Or a fir tree. Number three, the f- term fall Instead of autumn, came from the fact that the temperature starts to fall around this time.
3: Well, the English made it up, so.
1: We learned that because we got it wrong earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes all kinds of sense. You're saying autumn was called fall. fall because the temperatures start to fall. Yeah. Now that makes too much sense. I'm going to say alternative facts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: Yep, good job. It has to do with the falling of the
2: leaves. Oh. At least that's what they think it's related to, which dates back to the 1500s. Alright, two for three. Here's number four. Factor. Alternative fact. The U.S. produces over a billion pounds
1: of pumpkins each year. The U.S. produces over a billion pounds of pumpkin each year. Yeah. Yeah. That ought to be easy. That's a fact.
2: Yep, you are correct. Uh, all the way back in 2016, they produced about 1.4 billion pounds of pumpkins. Most of them came from six states. Can you think of which one would probably be number one in regards to pumpkins?
1: Uh,
2: Kansas. No, think um, Halloween with Mike Myers. Indiana, Illinois. Okay. Illinois.
1: Really? Illinois yep. is a big pumpkin country, huh? Barely.
2: All right, this one's for all the marbles. Two well, are, three for four. Did I get that wrong? Was, wasn't was Halloween, wasn't it? Haddonfield, Illinois, or was it Indiana?
4: Haddonfield, Illinois.
1: Okay. So I, didn't I know, know Alabama right. okay. is a big state for pumpkin, but that's two words instead of one. <laughs> all right, here we go. Gross. Number
2: five. Damn. This one's for all the marbles. Factor alternative fact: cheap. the two most common squirrels in the United States, the Eastern gray squirrel and the American red squirrel, do not hibernate.
1: What the hell does that have to do with pumpkins?
3: <laughs> fall. Fall. <laughs> the
1: oh, quiz is about fall. My god. Wow. <laughs> Wait. So say it again.
4: Oh my the god. The two most
2: common squirrels in the United States, the Eastern Gray Squirrel and the American Red Squirrel, do not hibernate. Well, the squirrels that we used to hunt were definitely out. It's the most redneck thing I've heard in a while. The squirrels we used to hunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were. They were active in the fall Not so much in the winter uh, I'll say fact Wow
2: Good recovery Holy You missed the first moly. one But you knocked the other four out So some squirrels do But the ones that we have here do not They sleep more in the fall In the winter But they don't technically hibernate Would you have preferred a question About David S. Pumpkins Let's say For that final one On the alt
0: fact quiz
1: Yeah I'm David S. Pumpkins <coughs> I'm kind of in the weeds here With David S. Pumpkins don't you remember from Tom Hanks? His character on Saturday Night no, Live? No, that that's what one of the other characters said. I'm kind of in the weeds oh, about yeah, yeah, David yeah, yeah, yeah. S. Pumpkins. <laughs> I'm David S. Pumpkins. <clears throat> All right, we've got to wrap up the show. Brandon, uh, in yeah. case people missed it, what, what did we settle on for our Mount Rushmore of rock guitarists? Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Chuck Berry, Eddie Van Halen, and Eric Clapton. There you go. I just remembered like one of my favorite guitarists of all time and I was very disappointed that I didn't at least bring it up. I don't mm-hmm. know if he would have made the final hmm. cut.
3: Who?
1: Um, Brian Setzer of oh, the Stray yeah. Cats oh. and yeah. Brian Setzer Orchestra. Orchestra is just a phenomenally talented guitarist. I was thinking the same thing about Tom Morello. He never really came up today at all. Tom Morello didn't come up. Mm-mm. At least I can't believe you didn't bring up John Mayer.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> John Mayer actually is a really, really, a really, good really good guitarist. Good, yeah. All right, have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be What's <laughs> 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 going on in there? <laughs> were you eating nuts again? Okay? I eating nuts, and I should never eat nuts before the show's over.
3: <laughs> you had nuts in your mouth, and it made you cough? Were cho-
1: they Dixon? <laughs> I choke on nuts a lot. <laughs>
3: okay, goodbye. Do
1: not isolate that. All right, take care. Have a great one. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.
0: Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4-LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's
6: injury lawyer.